Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest episode of Unqualified Observers. I am one of your hosts. My name is Thomas Stimson. I'm joined, as always, by the other host, Kellen Metcalf. Hey, I'm Kellen Metcalf, also known as the Dirt Man, who has apparently eaten an entire uh, cigarette factory in the time since recording last. Y'all, I am uh, not feeling too great. We're also going to play a fun game called Let's See When All of Kellum's uh, NyQuil and Sudafed Kicks In in the Middle of the Podcast. Um, yeah, it's going to be a real fun time. And uh, we picked a great time to do that because today's episode, as you can see, is we're going to do two things. Because we're going to talk about this movie Caleb made me waste an hour and a half on. Okay, to be fair, to be fair, going into – so neither of us had watched this film going into this. And my reasons behind choosing this film for us was that on every – list listicle bullshit thing of like best cosmic horror which this term is being used far too liberally in this case well we'll get into that um that this movie came up and uh, a friend of mine and several friends of mine have actually said oh no you gotta fucking watch beyond the black rainbow so i did because i'm a fool um but here we are it's torture Uh, i would like to say that like i can i can see that there are some people out there that would really enjoy this movie. But I don't think those people and myself would enjoy the same kinds of movies because there are movies that are artistic and fun and all that that I enjoy. This is fucking not one of them. This movie, the only thing that, the, like, this movie I'm watching it the whole time, I'm just like, oh, it's like 2001 A Space Odyssey, but trash. And 2001 A Space Odyssey is already boring. It's just like, like, all right, this is a good movie. Like, they're doing good. It's just like, fuck, this is long and boring. And this movie is long and boring and not, it, and on top of that, the only thing I kept thinking about how the because I'm not going to talk about this movie for a lot because it doesn't deserve it. But <laughs> the thing I was going to say about this movie is like it, you know how it opens. I'm just like, man, I just watched Get Out, and all I'm thinking about is like you're fucking over here trying to put me in the uh, yeah for the, real whatever that yeah into the into the sunken place. There, there yeah, is like, there is some major parallels between that, and I, I definitely picked up on that. And yeah. yeah. And basically, for, for me, the only themes that this movie uh, showed me or taught me about was like anger and <laughs> apathy and, like, other disdain. You know, I did not enjoy watching this movie in any way, shape, or form. I did Like, I didn't like the beginning of the movie. I didn't like the middle of the movie. I didn't like the end of the movie. I didn't like anybody in this movie. I didn't like anything i knew when i started watching this movie i was like i'm gonna regret this immediately like there <laughs> at no point did i was this movie like had me fooled from second one i was like nope nope and Kellum, I, I like watched this and at first i was like oh i can see how because I, I was like maybe you'll get like to a point where i'm like no nah, i get why Kellum could be into this or Kellum's friends could recommend it to him or he could see something because that happened with the void. I wasn't like fully on board at the first, but then like, eventually you're kind of like, like once that uh, nurse lady turned into the thing, I was kind of like, all right, I'm on board. I'm down for this now. Yeah. And that, that didn't happen at any point in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. So, so this is, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, it was interesting. I, like I, I knew going through this, that Thomas would definitely not like very quickly. I was like, Thomas is going to have hated this film. Um, I didn't, I did not like this movie as a film. I could very much appreciate 
parts of it and i think that it as like an artistic practice i think it has merits but as like something that if you're like hey would you like to watch a movie and if somebody suggested this to me and i wasn't like in like an 80s coke den i would probably be like what the fuck are you doing um now so this like very quickly on i was like oh this reminds me of of mandy and mandy is a film with nicholas cage it's 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 got its own its own issues and then i immediately saw that this was directed by panos cosmatos which is the director of mandy and it is it is like this man has like a very clear sense of the kind of art that he wants to make it is there was a a a kind of you know 2001 a space odyssey-esque kind of element to it and in some ways you know i like 2001 a space odyssey um but it's this for me it's more like if like outrun and synthwave and vaporwave like like was given like any kind of budget uh this would be like the movie that it would create like it like if any any of those like like if if uh you know uh mega 98 or anything released a, a a movie it would be this um so this film uh speaking of funding does have some kind of interesting background with regards to that so panos cosmatos is the the director uh he is and his father is uh george cosmatos uh george cosmatos uh is the reason that he broke into the obviously is the reason that he broke into the uh the filmmaking thing so this movie was financed because panos cosmatos was in what was worked on tombstone uh released in 1993 with val kilmer at all and uh this movie was financed from the dvd sales of tombstone (laughs) that is that is how this movie exists um, and and it, it's very much like apparently his vision was. Do you hear that, everybody? If you own Tombstone on DVD, you're responsible you. for this. You are directly responsible. <laughs> yeah, for you're. you're dire- I I do not own Tombstone, so I will take no culpability. Yeah, nor do I. So um, I'm not in culpable. I'm like you know, it comes on TV every once yeah. in a while. You don't have to own it. That is that is interesting. There's not a lot of films like that that you can say <laughs> like if you if you oh if I did this thing like like I am directly I directly contributed like I'm one of the film backers for this project. Like I I, I con- con- contributed the financials for it. Um, but I mean, like uh, you can say that about pretty much any Kevin Smith movie. I mean, that's fair, fair. Because he'd um, always made up his money on the back end. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that either. But um, so this, I mean, this movie is terrible. Really, like, like it's it's not great. Like it's it it is incredibly vibey as hell. Like it is an absolute vibe. That is one thing I will say about this film that it is one hundred percent without a shadow of a doubt a vibe now that does not mean that it is a good good cinematic experience i honestly was watching this and the whole time i could not tell if they were trying to help or ruin somebody's acid trip like i was like yeah what are you doing like obviously when the violence and the gore starts you're like well that this is not fun for anybody now if they're taking drugs what are you doing but even at the beginning when they have the doctor like popping like 73 pills uh just to feel like good and then start tripping balls and you're like 
What am I watching? After he was like, just it's like, what is the relationship with your wife? What the fuck is going on with this whole? I don't understand. You're like yeah. giving me super creepy pedophile vibes with you and these uh, patients. Like all this stuff is just like, you know, it turned me off immediately. Yeah, there, there are, there are some like this movie very much does the thing of it drops you in, and at no point is it interested in giving you any context for what you're seeing at all. I mean, well, th- there is a very small amount towards the end that you get. Um, but for the most part, it's just like what you see is what you get figured out. Stupid is kind of the the entire uh, attitude with it. Um, and I can appreciate that at times, um, but I only really appreciate that when I get the sense that there is something there. Like there's a v- very solid like sense of something that exists there that I am just not privy to. I can kind of appreciate that. Um, but this it doesn't really i uh, it doesn't that there isn't like a richness to the world that's been established um so this this movie it's it's it largely takes place within the it, it begins with this uh like a, it, it's it's incredibly it's like, 80s. like it, Arbor- it is the, arborea how do you, yeah, Ar- arborea it's a the, arborea, this, yeah. it starts off with this this guy uh, mercurio arborea uh, giving this kind of like intro to his like wellness like this this movie was made panos cosmatos was like very much like did not like the the kind of like hippie dippy new age like 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 wellness bullshit of of like the the late 60s 70s and early 80s um and like the like the, largely to do with a lot of like you know like drug cultures as well like he he was just kind of like that whole thing was not quite his vibe and this was kind of uh a, a commentary on that according to him um but so you you start off with him like you're saying like oh you know like we're, we're just trying to make people happy and like that that's our main goal is trying to give people a sense of wellness and yada 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 and then very quickly you see that it's not that at all it's this very like stark and like weirdly futuristic complex that this whole thing takes place in for the most part there's almost no out exterior shots for the entire film it almost all takes place inside of this uh facility and largely around um one girl whose name is not something i'm stalling for time uh her name is elena and she is like the only patient here, it seems like. And it, which is what makes it even creepier and fucking like so weird. It's yeah. like I don't enjoy this. Like it's, I mean, it's like, not it, good. It's not good. Like this is not a good film. The this, open, like like Killam says, like at, at first you watch it and you're kinda like, Okay, these infomercial type terrible eighties vibes. Which by the way, let's say it's set in nineteen eighty three, which is why yeah. you get those vibes. But it's like, okay, you're pitching this thing. It's making me, it seem like a cult, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then you see, like, what's happening on the inside, and it just seems, like, kind of cold, sterile, weird. There's, like, and also, I'm, I'm not I'm not good with, uh, I get very irritated by, and annoyed by certain things, largely around sound that's unnecessary. Oh, man. And so, <laughs> when he was, like, with those, with that pen and stuff, dude, yeah. I was, like, I'm going to murder you. And like, I'm like, this is I like, had that same so experience. Yeah. I'm just like, this is not an enjoyable film or experience for me. Like no, this, people, this some is... people love to squirm or feel weird or uncomfortable or not enjoy 
things when they're watching movies and those people are psychopaths what is wrong with you this like, feels like a good movie like if you like had a part like an 80s themed party and like you wanted something on that very much fit the vibe but that you didn't really want anyone to pay attention to this would be what you would put on and it would I mean, totally could, it would totally fit it would totally you work could cover that with like i don't know any uh what's his face john john carpenter 16, no, John Hughes. John oh, Carpenter yeah. would also work. You could also cover it with like, I don't know if it was eighties. It might have been seventies, but um, oh shoot, just blanked on it. But you also have besides like Breakfast Club and all that stuff. You have Back to the Future. You could put uh, on, you know, any of those things, and I think people would not like. This is like you, there are times, Kellum, when you would turn around and be like, "What the fuck am I looking at on the TV screen?" Like. Like genuinely, what is happening right now? It's like you'd be like, "Is that guy, yeah, fucking here with his eyeball?" Like, oh my god! Like, yeah, there's, there's just um... so many things that are not okay in this movie. Yeah, there's they there's they don't there's... graphically show anything per se, uh, mm. but they do. You do still like know what's happening, yeah. and it's it's very clear that this was this is a very low budget enterprise. There's like four actors in this whole thing. Um, there are. It, I mean, it takes place on like two sets. Um, it is and like, see, there are parts of this, like I can applaud that. And like me saying that I did not enjoy this as a film is not to say that like, oh, you know, like you shouldn't go out and make weird stuff. Like I want people to go out and make weird stuff. I don't also don't have to like it, but I do want people to go out and make weird stuff. Um, but so this like I, I support that. I, su I support the making of weird things. Um, it just th this kind of it missed the mark for me in so many ways uh, of like, so it, the there's really no plot of any sort whatsoever is a major issue here. And and I it, that there's it is no a major issue. You're like, absolutely right. There's nothing like it's the all you're really given. So there's this girl Elena who seems to have some sort of power or abilities that is never really expanded upon. But it just that... seems like she, I, I don't know, I just seem like she infected or like kind of just killed people and things around her. Or, you know, yeah, like they... it wasn't, there's no, no power. There's no, there, you know, well, it's just like. It seemed to me like, so there is a, um, so just just to just give a little back. So yeah, she's she's there and like, she'll go and she'll sit in this room and this uh, doctor, um, why do they keep having Dr. Barry Nile will like sit on the other side who is like this like major creep fives the whole time. This actor looks just like Maynard from Tool. And I like yeah. it's it's like it hyper. Weird. Yeah. It was weird. Um and uh but like he'll he'll like ask her like all these weird questions and she won't respond to him. She kind of like stares down at the floor. Um and he like it, it, just like the the energy this man is putting off in the whole time. What I would think I will say is this man understood the assignment of he needed to be a creep because he just exudes creepy energy. Like everything like, he does is so wildly upsetting and off-putting. It, it basically, at least to me, it felt like he gets off on making people uncomfortable and yeah, it's, weird it's, and like, or off, put, like put people off because when you see him interact with his wife, same thing. Yeah. Weird, uncomfortable, like, yeah, it's yeah, it's creepy. it's very strange. He he very clearly has a lot of stuff going on. Um, so she yeah, yeah, and like so there's that one scene where like at one point 
a there's one other worker in this facility some woman with, with with big glasses and like she smokes a lot and like she like goes and finds some weird booklet in the wall somewhere that like has a bunch of crazy diagrams a lot of vaginas like there's a lot of focus on a lot of vagina imagery in this which like yeah. fine they cool great to, but to like know and think about which, yeah you know what's funny when i was watching this though because my mind wandered this whole movie i'm not gonna lie to you i can't imagine why <laughs> i was like Oh man, it's like they just really want to like bring home like reproductive rights, like you know what, like I mean, let, let's have women you, control their own bodies. There's <laughs> that that's 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 more than I got out of it. Um, and on top of that, it's like you know, like you say, it's a lot of anatomical vaginas, a lot of strongs of vaginas. It, so to me, yeah. it's like a lot of people are very uncomfortable by vaginas. You know what I mean? I mean, it it struck me as one of the like it it seemed like just one of those like. Uh, you used to see a lot more of these, um, the, these like new agey texts that were mostly just uh, Eastern concepts that were completely misinterpreted, and like they found like weird pictures and they just like reprinted them with completely different meanings in in books. Like this is my new religion, um, and it, it seemed kind of like one of those. So regardless, like she she sees this and she like drops the cigarette ash on the floor and so Barry knows that like oh it's her and so he sends her into her he sends this worker into Elena's room to get a picture that he knows she has in there from her and like is essentially setting her up because when she goes in and takes it from her and it was like shitty to her he like turns down a pyramid that he has in the basement that like is glowing and humming and i guess that like keeps her powers from working because then she blows her face up like elena like, makes clean. this worker's face explode and like so there's clearly like some ability that she has but it's the the Y'all, if it seems like this doesn't make any fucking sense, you are actually getting a very good view of the situation at hand. Like, the most by way of exposition that you ever received is that, so apparently, and like, I've told you essentially the entire plot, like, of the oh, yeah. entire movie so far. That, like, that is, is that is like everything that happens. Also, like, there's, there's very little dialogue or talking. Yeah. It's just atmospheric. Look it's at an this, atmospheric look at piece. Yeah. But also would like to say that, again, so my mind was wandering. Every time I would see something, I would just think about anything that was kind of cooler. Than yeah, yeah, free watching. association. And so for this one, when her face blows up, I was literally in my head was like, you ever seen somebody blowing up with mind bullets? Mind That's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> That's a Tenacious D reference, ladies and gentlemen. Mind bullets? Yeah. That's telekinesis. <laughs> what about the power to move you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, absolutely I, yeah i'd much rather talk about tenacious d than oh for sure movie. for sure we're we're, <laughs> we're really getting to the the we're rapidly approaching the end of what we have to talk about with this and we're only uh 19 and a half minutes in um but so the the only thing by where you have any sort of exposition that you receive is like an incredibly overexposed um like weirdly contrasted like bit of so you, you essentially see, like, you find out at one point that, like, Mercurio Arborea, who ostensibly is, like, the person running this uh, institution, is, like, just hanging out in a room watching vaporwave videos, like, doing heroin, I guess. And uh, in, during this, you get this flashback of, I guess, when Barry was young, 
he was doing uh, undergoing these kinds of these experiments and i have more to talk about like what this kind of like reminds me of with regard regarding like real things that have happened these experiments were actually fairly common like in, in a real way um in the uh in the early 60s 70s 80s and this goes back to 63 is when this is supposed to be taking place this part of the film at least the rest of it is in the 80s um that like he Essentially, is like he tells Barry, like, "Oh, you know, your uh, Mercurio is like, oh, you know, you're about to go up a set forth on a journey that will change your life." And you know, he's got this like eye picture on his forehead, and this uh, woman, who I guess is Elena's mother, supposed to be, comes up and she puts a dropper of something on his tongue. Um, I guess the the easiest thing to assume that it is is acid, but based upon the results, I don't know that I would really believe that. Um, so he he takes the substance and then he like goes into this like vat of viscous i mean it's it's been black and white so it presents as black so we'll say it's this vat of viscous black ooze and during this time there is this incredibly like trippy like very honestly a very cool like set of like like cinematic like little little segment right there like in and of itself like it looks cool of like you know his his like head and like shoulder like all these like crazy like you know his like veins like coming out like his his like face and body becoming like pitted and like you know sands blowing through them and then he comes out and like throws up a bunch of this black stuff on the floor and kind of screams a bit and then like gets really weird with the nurse and like i guess bites her throat and kills her and then i'm a vampire yeah, i'm a vampire like, obviously it seems like he like has like turned into a vampire cuz like after that you realize it's very clear that this man Barry has been wearing a wig this whole time and it's like a terrible wig it's like very very bad um and so he takes off his wig and then like he goes and he like in the most upsetting, as somebody who's worn contacts a lot in their life, the most upsetting thing I've ever seen is, like, he takes, like, these, like, very sharp pointed tweezers and, like, removes these contacts from his eyes in a very painful fashion, judging by the sounds and motions that he makes as you see the back of him do this. And, and like like that. It's, I was like, why am yeah. I watching this? Like, why, yeah. why did you put this in a movie? You spent money putting this on film yeah i mean not a lot of it but definitely some money and like he, he and then he like goes and kills his wife for some reason and like then like which they he, kind of set up in the beginning that he just is irritated by every single thing she does yeah. and says like yeah for no reason she's like yeah. just napping and then like he comes home and she's like were you asleep she's like no i was not asleep i was meditating he's like Ugh. like what's I, already it's like is she too old now for you is she not you know 16 yeah, it's, 17 it's is something yeah and like he also puts on this weird leather suit and glove like this whole scene like there is i cannot understand for the life of me what i'm supposed to be like witnessing like it may be nothing but so then he like goes back and during this time elena is i guess escaping and she goes to this weird part of the the facility where like these strange monsters in like spacesuits walking around and it, it eventually gets out and then he is like tracking her and like kills two like you know stoner dudes out in a field somewhere and then finds her and he's like come to me why are you Elena come to me come to me 
come to me and she's like backing away and then he like gets his foot stuck and like smacks his head on, a gr- on the ground and kills himself and that's the fucking end of the movie and like that's all you got like i didn't it may have seemed like i must have skipped over some very important pieces y'all that's it <laughs> that's, yeah that's, no that's, he did this is an atmosphere film yeah and i'm gonna be honest with you guys he already talked too much about it it's pointless mm-hmm. Like it's genuinely yep. is pointless. Yeah. I'm not adding more to this. Like I just, I not. There's nothing in this movie that I was like, "Oh, this is worth my time." No, no on, honestly, is, no. I have nothing more to say about the movie itself. But I will. <laughs> so, so things that this it made me think about. I don't know why, but there was um, there was a a series of experiments that happened in I want to say the uh, the seventies, um, that. Uh, like with re- relating with dolphins and, and humans, People yeah. Are so dolphins. Well, <laughs> you 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 say that as a goof, um, but uh, so what actually happened is so there was a. Hang on, I'm I'm trying to trying to find this. I'm sorry. If at any this. point you're going to tell me that a human being and a dolphin had sex, I'm going to be so grossed out by what you uh, hang, hang on. We'll, we'll, we're we're going to edit this part out. I'm just trying to find the, this person's... Um... Well, while you're doing that, add it, oh, how, let's write this terrible movie and then we can actually just start talking about anything and everything. Yes, yes. What? So, uh, I I don't know how you're... you're I feel like you're going to write this better than me, but like I, I to me, this movie is three wasted black rainbows out of 10. Um, and the only reason I'm going to do that three out of 10 is because like, it's still like in terms of atmosphere or in terms of like the visual part of things. Whatever. Yeah. I mean like it's, it's competent enough. You could watch it. It's just boring. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's just boring, terrible, no plot. I not, would, not I would good. echo that. I would say I'd give it, I might give it a 3.5 and be a four even but but maybe maybe not a four i would give it maybe a 3.5 but it really like it, it serves best as kind of like a backdrop it's not really and and this is was my kind of my experience with mandy um which I, we will not review on this show just because i know thomas will not like it and i've seen it once which was enough for me um i it's a fine film uh it has some issues but like it's like there's a lot of it has like some really intense vibes and it is very atmospheric and there are the things that it does well it does competently but it just in like a film as regards to like something that i want to watch like for like oh like i want to watch a movie like this is not this is not it um but yeah that's that's so so going back to this dolphin experience so there is a there's a scientist named john c lily now uh john lily thought that he he did a lot of groundbreaking work with dolphins um this idea of like being able to communicate with them like he very much wanted to like establish like he he thought that because dolphins were so you know smart i mean obviously this is not like something that's like new like people have said this this in the past um and so he in the in the late 50s mid late 50s started doing these like isolation tanks with dolphins where like he would try and like he would have people like spend a lot of time with dolphins like try and teach them english 
Um, and at one point he had a, he, he built like this large like house in on the, on the coast in Florida that was like designed to have like humans and dolphins like cohabitating. Like he had this idea that like dolphins like were like, like advanced, like similarly advanced as us. It's just that we didn't speak their language and vice versa. So that like he, he envisioned a future where like dolphins and like humans like interacted on this level that like we could like, like have cities that were like dolphin and human cities. And obviously it's, it's kind of wackadoo. Um, but uh, you can't see me at home, ladies and gentlemen, but every time, every word Kellen was saying, I was shaking my head. I can't, no, I, you know, it's funny, Thomas, is I can't see you at home, but I can see you at home. I like, I know exactly what's happening. Um, so, and, and uh, uh, John Lilly, he was also doing like, a, like, so, so during this time, like, he would have, uh, he had this, this assistant, Margaret, who would uh, take care of this dolphin, Peter. And during all these experiments, uh, uh, Dr. Lily was suspended in a chamber uh, hanging from the ceiling where he would just like it'd be in like an isolation tank, like in one of those like saline baths that like he, it's you, you feel like you're weightless because of how much salt is in the water, just like on so much acid, like trying <laughs> to like trying to like mentally interact with the dolphin on that level. If to give you kind of like a, a groundwork on like what level of science we're at. Um, also, so this as as Peter began to mature, um, uh, dolphins are kind of like a, a hyper aggressive sexual, sexually speaking. And so uh, Margaret would have to engage in certain acts with Peter in order to make him focus on their lessons. And I won't really elaborate more on that. Okay, so she jerked this dolphin off. Yeah, yeah. There that's is a, better there, than fucking a dolphin. There is, there is a lot of that. But like, it's just like it, the whole thing. That's... The whole thing was wild. And this man like just kind of like lost it after a while. Like he just like like was so like he just leaned into doing so much acid all the time and like ketamine. Like that's really where he started to lose it. He started doing like tons and tons of ketamine. But it like I, I it reminded me of like like uh, uh Mercurio Arborea. Like I was like, oh that's John Lilly. Like it's John C. Lilly, hundred <laughs> percent. Like in it, it, like I mean these kinds of experiments, like you have like the like the 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 montauk project this stuff going on at camp hero where like they were like you know doing all these experimental things with uh with psychedelics trying to like open people's like the the power of human perception i mean like you saw that a little bit in stranger things they kind of that's that's where they got their main inspiration for that was from those real life confirmed experiments that they did there um that like these are like it, it that's a wild thing to me so like yes this film is like it's weird but like these things this is like not like this is like just things that happened <laughs> these are these are yeah, just things that people, people did. are weird yeah and I, if you're one of those weirdos this might be right up your alley but that's this, to me i actually don't think this so. is this is not my kind of yeah. weird in any way yeah. like anyway. see that stuff is my kind of weird like i know about that weird dolphin sex cult because that's my kind of like i find that stuff like fascinating like <coughs> jesus christ we did all these weird things like this is not that for me like this does there's no meat on this bone this is just like this. This is this is a, a the the back of a rotisserie chicken that you got at Kroger that you then cleaned and threw in in front of my crate. Like there's nothing there's nothing really on this. Um, yeah, it, it's not it's not. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. No. But because I didn't want to just shit all over this movie slash have the shortest episode we've ever done. Yeah, we we, this, we we have we got to pad this bad boy out. Yeah. Which this might still end up being. 
who knows? But what I feel like we could talk about is we just want to talk about some of our favorite, since this is like the horror month and such, and Callum still hasn't watched Candyman. I figured yeah. we could talk about our, you know, some of the movies we liked that were horror movies as children. Because mm. let's be frank, I can't speak for Kellum, but a movie hasn't scared me since, I don't know, me, Kellum, and our friends went to the movie Friday the 13th, the remake. Jeez. And that was what, 2008, 2009? And what what scared me was not Friday the 13th. What oh. scared me was <laughs> was observe, the, the trailer for Observant Report for before them. So Tom, myself, Thomas, and a friend of ours got so stupid, super duper high in the car before we, <laughs> we went in. This was probably like, like our friend. Our, yeah, our friend could not uh, drive his own car because he could quote could not feel his legs. Is that normal? No. Yeah. Get out of the yeah. car. I'm yeah. gonna drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we were we were sitting in there and like and like this was not any of our first rodeos. Well, this is actually had been our first rodeo in a long time at this point. We were quite young, um, and like we. We were, we were in this theater and like at one point like i just like realized i'm like oh my god i'm I'm too stupid high and like i'm watching this observer report and for some reason i'm just terrified of this film and like, i think i like just turned to thomas and he's just like that was funny right and i was like it's so scary it's like what <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Philip was like that would be so terrifying and i was like I don't it's think we saw the Rogan same thing. Film. Yeah, Seth Rogen, like he's a he's a mall cop. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. but yeah, and then me and Kellen both were like, you know what, we're fine, we're fine. This is an and lightning strike that opens <laughs> that movie, and me and him we're not jumped, okay, and we're like, we're not okay. And yeah. uh, our buddy that was with us like cowered in the corner the whole movie. It was it was wonderful the whole time. No, no, uh, no shame, no shame. It it was great, and that was the last time. And there were reasons like on time we got so stupidly yeah. off this planet that there was no way. That, but outside of that, before that, I, I, the only movie I can genuinely think of that scared me last was the first Scream movie, because I literally saw it for the first time in, like, second grade, maybe, after a friend's birthday party, went and saw Spice World, the Spice Girls movie, and then we went home, and we all watched Scream. And I was like, all right, well, this is terrifying, and I'm seven. Yeah. I I've not been scared. You know, like, Gone Girl, that's yeah. a scary-ass movie. You know what I mean? Like, there's... I don't get scared by horror movies because I'm not an idiot like any of the people in horror movies. You know, all the choices they make. Yeah. Are, I like horror movies where people make good choices and still die. At least, you know, that has some weight to it. The so difference you like, is... you like Cabin in the Woods. Love Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, you know? love a good it. film. Yeah. Love it. Uh, actually, I think me and you might have gone to see that because we I did. recall yeah. uh, our buddy who, a different buddy, mind you, we have a lot of friends, but I'm just, I respect them. We're not going to try to put them on blast. But we went, uh, or another buddy of ours who likes to wear costumes to random parties sometimes, was like, Thomas, you have to fucking see this Cabin in the Woods movie. And I was like, no, that movie looks stupid as shit. He's like, no, dude, I know you. You have to go see this movie. And so, of course, you know, me being me, I was like, well, if I have to go see this movie that I think looks terrible, I'm going to make somebody else watch this terrible movie with me. And so yeah. I was like, Kellum, we're going to go see this movie. And he's like, oh, I don't really want to watch that movie. And I was like, I don't really give a fuck. I said, we want to watch this <laughs> So movie. we went to go see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, but luckily, we were both were like, oh, my God, this is wonderful. Like, this is actually, like, clever and original. Yeah, it was a good play. Yeah. And, but we were not children. But that was a good-ass uh, no. horror movie. You know, for me, I don't know. I don't really find <laughs> movies scary. So Halloween movies, to me, are always, you know, 
what movies do I think are fun? And that would be like Friday the 13th movie. I like slashers. So Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, you know, Leprechaun, if you want to go real terrible and cheesy, but like still people die a lot. You know, mm. uh, hate. I don't like, I'm not a big Chucky person, you know, yeah. just because I just would punt that doll across the room. And then every time he came over to try to kill me, I would keep kicking him yeah, across the room. Put, like, put it's a not, laundry basket over the top of him. Like, you would, people are like, oh man, like, what? It's like, no, dude, I wouldn't even like get him out of the house. I would just keep kicking him away from me. It's that not yeah. scary of a thing. Put him in one of those old refrigerators. Like, he's fine. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't, I don't. I, Nothing scares me. When I was like a, a really little kid, like four or five, and I saw it for the first time, I was scared of that. But you know, that was oh, that's just Tim Curry's it, by the way. I, I don't know if any actual incredibly horrifying. There, you know, I don't think that it lost some of its steam though over time. You know, that's unfortunate. But some movies don't hold up as well with terror. Yeah, yeah. Um, for myself, so I was, I uh, was always deeply terrified of most films even the ones that were not scary as a child uh, i think the last thing before before uh our our uh, eventful time going to see the friday the 13th remake um the last film that i remember being like having like a kind of like legitimately being frightened of parts for uh, uh embarrassingly enough was the amityville horror with ryan reynolds I don't know why. I've seen that since, and I'm like, why? <laughs> I, you are so right. I vividly recall yeah. us watching that movie, and I, and like towards the like in the third day or whatever, you were just like, oh no, 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 not because you were like scared per se, but you were just like, nope, this I, is not. I was not. fucking over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just not my thing. Like, I am. Um, like I would get get like freaked out by th- by movies as a kid, but they were frequently not scary movies because that just like my those just weren't like put on in my house. Like my my sisters weren't really into watching that. My family didn't really. So like I would like get f- like really freaked out by like the mummy and things like that because the movies it was it was always like there would be like little things in movies that would like freak me out. Like the scarabs in the mummy would always like i would like that was that that terrified me as a child like the concept of like these things like going under your skin and doing all that like that even in uh evolution when that came out i remember going to see that with my friend when i was like eight and being like oh fuck when that mosquito gets under a dude's skin that was that was it for me um but uh yeah so like now i don't really have that like now i'm like um uh, i'm like more of like oh no i i don't get like i i like when movies actually scare me i don't like just like gore because that like kind of grosses me out but it doesn't really scare me um but uh yeah i mean in halloween movies for me i was like hocus pocus the witches um you know the witches was creepy <laughs> when i was a kid when, the, when you see the witches actually like, take their yeah. faces off and stuff in the conference room that was actually really kind of terrifying yeah, was, that like, was a good movie that was angelica, angelica houston right Yes, yes, yes. She's the Queen Witch. Absolutely. And I was like four or five. I don't know how old I was, honestly. But I remember like the first time my cousins pitched me on Hocus Pocus. I was a very little kid. And like, oh, this is like, the most terrifying movie. All these witches, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And they cut all the lights off and like locked me in the room. And like when I said cut the lights off, I mean like they, the children, this is what you do when you're a different age. They would like just unscrew the light bulb. If you want to actually be vicious, you don't like just turn the light off. You just actually take the light bulb out of the room. And now it's just dark and you like close the door and lock it. And I was just like, and I remember like just being so worked up. They all got, they had like, they got beat. This is probably 94, 95, 
95 or 96. I don't know. So you can still whoop your children. And uh, they got punished. That's how life works. But I just remember, and then after that, I would watch that movie and was like, this is in no way scary. The no. opening, it just like tries to give you that like scary kid vibe. But you remember Halloween Town? That was my jam. Yeah, my I was about, that was the next thing I was going to say was the Halloween Town. Halloween Town 2, I think, is one of the best sequels of a, like in, in general in, in those kinds of movies ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like uh, the Halloween Town trilogy is yeah. actually pretty solid. All three of us. I know. I, well, maybe one day me and Kellen will just do a Disney Channel original movies episode because I used to watch all of those when I was younger. And they were children you missed out because, like, before. We were around. We, got, we were around when Disney Channel started on yeah. cable. Did, yeah. It used to just be a part of like ABC, and so you didn't have like a cards full... at home. Callum and Thomas are now talking about how old they are, so you can check. You can, check you that can out. take your drink. Yeah. You can take your drink. Yeah. And so, Disney Channel original movies—they started up now. You know, like I don't know, High School Musical, others. There are, but like you. You're missing out on like under wraps and break. Do you and remember? Tsunami and Jet do you remember Jackson. Can of Worms? Heck yeah! It wasn't that a good was, one. That movie Not fucking slapped. Like yeah, like, Can of Worms. I Johnny remember Tsunami. Um, the me, my, the yeah. 13th year. Uh, oh, Luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so good. There's so many good ones. So many good ones, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You just and you can. Pro- I'm assuming some, but probably most of them don't get replayed now. You know, you're missing all... that one. Oh, I don't know. I honestly haven't looked lately, so they might. Yeah, be, no, no, probably... I'm telling you, they, they, I've seen them on there. They're literally all on Dis- every single Disney Channel original movie that has ever existed is on Disney Plus. Oh, good. Like you can watch well, them. The best one. Oh, what, what the fuck is the name of it? Oh, right. I was just speaking What's of scary that? movies. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um. Oh, um. <laughs> The one with the uh, boogeyman guy. Yeah, like so that. Oh, I need to. I need to figure out. I. It's because the boogeyman's there. It's the boogeyman, and he like Um, changes the pool into jello. Yeah, Uh, imaginary friend. I like how. Don't look under the bed. The movie is called "Don't Look Under the Bed," and this film was so scary that parents. Uh, called into Disney after it got released, and they did not play it anymore. Like that, that movie stopped being played on Disney Channel for a very long time because that was like a legitimately frightening film. It's a they good. They're yeah. down for children. Like it's not like actually like, oh hey like. No, it's not terrifying. terrifying but but it's, like for it's, kids, yeah. It's like you're like, oh shit, this is actually like believable to like, for, for a child. And you're like, damn, like yeah. No, that that you is know. that's that's like honestly I didn't I like I watched that whole thing and I usually got really freaked out by by stuff as a kid and that didn't I don't remember that freaking me out. I just remember I thought it was cool. I do remember that um Are You Afraid of the Dark used to freak me the fuck out and so did Ghost Bumps a little bit, but Are You Afraid of the Dark was like the actual frightening one. That dead man's clothes. Jesus those Christ. Or kind of scary. But to me the ones that were really scary, I don't know if you ever watched the show. It was called uh, Beyond Belief, and so oh yeah, they would like give you shows, and then they would like or like scenarios like four or five different scenes that'd be stories, fact or fiction, Beyond Belief, yeah, yeah, and they'd be like, all right, this is real or fake, and if it was you'd be like, and the ones that tripped me out, it'd be like, we would guess and that'd be fun, but some of those would be actually terrifying, and the craziest stuff would be at someone, I know some of them, they'd be like, 
fake. It wasn't actually a gun. They uh, hanged them from a tree. And you're like, whoa, the rest of that was still real? What? Like, you know, it's not, it wouldn't be always, no, nah, we just made the story up for fun. Yeah, uh, and it was, it was, this was also hosted by Jonathan Frakes, aka Commander William Riker from Star Trek The Next Generation. Thomas, I'm sending you a video right now of, uh, of all of the time, because half the time, yeah, like it would just be, like you'd find out like at the end it'd be like so do you uh do you like that one well guess what it's a fake we made it up it's bullshit it didn't happen you're stupid for believing us look at you Dude, like it they would, would be, laugh like they would I, laugh I, right I, your face. there's a like, um somebody uh-huh. has made a compilation of all the times that jonathan frake said that and put it together and it's it's the best video ever i, I just said it to you Thomas. so check it out sometimes oh my gosh okay <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. uh no it, it it's so funny that that, that show used to get me um, yeah. Honestly, the the things that I'm afraid of when I like when I was a kid, genuinely, crack cocaine, like crackheads. I was scared of that. You know, like when you're a kid mm. in like the early '90s, there were actually things to be terrified of. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, am I gonna get to be able to play on Fortnite with my friends? No, it was like, hey, is a crackhead gonna drop kick the front door of our house down, or you know? I think kids are pro- there are probably a set of a sect of kids that are frightened of that to this day, but yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm just yeah. saying that some people don't have to worry about those things. Oh no, yeah, yeah. yeah white know? people for the most part, yeah. I would um, it's just like there were things I was afraid of, like the police. Yeah. You know, people be like, Oh, like if you're in trouble, run to the police. I'm like, No, I'm gonna go find like a McGruff house or something. Yeah. Like I can't yeah, that's, can't that's be not, out here trying to tell yeah. the police to come help me out. By the way, I did not like think about it too much, but oh, I still can't talk. Damn it! Why you have to watch? You have to watch Candyman. It's like I uh, still can't it. talk to you about. I was them. gonna watch it today. I just like <laughs> didn't. So at least so when, like at some point, Kellen will watch Candyman, and I'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to walk, re- yeah. rerun this back. We'll get it. We'll it's get like it. the third time I wanted to bring up a reference to Candyman and realize this motherfucker still hasn't watched it, so I can't say. Yeah, it'll 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 happen. But the original Candyman, when we were kids, that one actually kind of scared me because black people died in that movie. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, any movie where black people die, I'm not, it's not for me. Uh, oh, you know what scared me when I was a kid for sure? Jaws. Maybe yeah. not wanting to get in the water. I would be, I would like, when I was a kid, I would genuinely be like in a swimming pool by myself. Like, yo, where's this fucking shark? In a swimming pool. Yeah. Like, that's how scary Jaws was for me as a kid. Yeah, you had I that, mean, I that, still watched it. that glass shark. He thought that, you know, there was going to be a shark that was going to sneak up on you. It was invisible. Oh, um, yeah. I, I had a little bit of that, like, um, with, like, underwater stuff. I think that when I was a kid, I had a little bit of, like, the uh, phobia, that, like, fear of underwater things. Um, like, that would, like, if there was, like, stuff underwater and, like, I couldn't, like, see it well, like, it always freaked me out, especially, like, if I was, like, swimming near it. Like, even if there was, like, like, you know, like, you'd have in a pool that, like, little robot that, like, cleans, that, like, goes around at the bottom, that would freak yeah. me out for some reason yeah. and stuff like that. Not anymore, but I, when I was a kid, I was so fucked up as a kid, like, and at one point I was just, like, I don't have time for this, but I had so many issues, uh, but, um, no, I was, like, the stuff that always, like, really scared me was not, like, like, I was t- deathly terrified of tornadoes growing up, because one, we grew up in Tornado Alley, uh, and two, I remember going to see uh, Mission to Mars when I was, like, seven, whenever that film came out, um, and my grandmother, like, there's the part of the film where, you know, the, the, the astronauts have landed, 
and they're like they see like the big like uh the like monument left by the martians and they're trying to communicate with it and then like a big tornado comes out and it catches one of the astronauts and he spins around in the middle and like all his arms and legs get pulled off and my grandmother lovingly leans over to me and whispers in my ear that's what happens when you get caught in a tornado and so (laughs) i was just like from that point on i was just like done i was like oh great like because it was in texas like that ha- like it always happens like every year it's like hey there's gonna be a tornado yeah, so I mean, that took me a long time get, to get over that but like twister happened that you get yeah. caught in it yeah but like, there will be tornado war- watches tornado you will you cannot live yeah. in north texas and not see a tornado when you're no, no no but that was enough for me like if there was one of those i was certain that i was going to get caught in tornado and all my arms and legs were going to get pulled off but essentially yeah, like, so, it'd be the equivalent of if you live in you know california and there's a and, wildfire like, you watch the you watch the movie about wildfires or you watch it's actually about probably earthquakes and they more all likely those are actually probably more reasonable to be afraid of in California than tornadoes. Okay, how about I, this one then? What about if you live like in Seattle near Mount Rainier and then you watch Dante's Peak and like, right, yeah, this, right. this is what happens when your body I mean, there, lava. <laughs> I in in more recent, uh, like I would I would say up until probably the last decade, your thing would have tracked. But I think that now it's like if you live within like 150 miles of the West Coast, your house will be on fire this summer, kind of thing. Like, yeah. It's sad. Yeah. But hey, you know, uh, it's that's why everybody's coming to Texas and ruining all of my real estate and my Yeah. You yeah, know, no, you, like, you know first world problems, but like it sucks how many cars are just always at Whataburger now. You're like, get out of here, you yeah, California man. nuts. Like, yeah, I know In N Out is terrible and that Whataburger's way better, <laughs> but you've got to stop eating my food. If you yeah. do not have a Texas driver's license, you cannot get Whataburger as often as you're getting it. It's, it, yeah, it, you're, it's uh, you're ruining it for the rest of us. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of transplants, a lot of transplants down there now. But you know, yeah. but yeah, I don't. As far as scary films, that didn't really. I never really got like I. I honestly didn't get into horror movies at all until like the past like few years. Um, yeah, I never fair. really. I was never really into like there was a in high school like all of my friends were very into the like saw and hostile things and that is so not my hostile cup of tea. is terrible saw yeah. it was my jam but i yeah. did not care for hostile uh, did you watch the the chris rock ho- uh, saw that he did was i did that not uh, that, no because i didn't watch it because i finished saw when i watched the final chapter of saw seven that was you finished saw when it ended yeah yeah i, I didn't watch uh saw like the one they just made jigsaw and yeah. i didn't watch the chris rock one because i watch the story they wanted to tell i'm not watching more for just money's sake it's not how right. i'm doing things you know right it, i i have decided in my age now that like i can just bow out of stuff i absolutely like, oh this has gotten ridiculous for example i don't care for fast and furious anymore i just don't yeah there was i, I really enjoyed the first three movies because they're actually mostly about racing cars and I was like, that's a pretty cool movie. Like, there aren't really movies about racing cars and having your car, like, be cool and fast. And, like, you are going to get NOS and already this. And it's like, now it's like, hey, we're all superheroes and physics is not a thing. And it's like, okay, that's fine. I don't mind that. It's just I'm not going to go see that in theaters. I'm not going to pay money for it. Yeah, so people can spoil those movies for me now. I don't care. Buddy of mine finally watched Fnine. I think that's how you pronounce it. Fnine. And, uh... Fnine, yeah. It's Fnine. They... Just uh, were telling me everything that happens and all this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, it really still doesn't make me necessarily want to see it. Like, I'll see it when I can catch it for free. 
was what happened with Fate of the Furious. I was like, I'm just gonna yeah. So I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. You know, it's whatever. I I only saw the only Fast and the Furious I saw was uh, Tokyo Drift. And, Hell yeah! Uh, I was that like, was I think I solid. know enough. <laughs> I yeah. think I've the seen f- enough here. The first and second one, I like a little better than Tokyo Drift. The yeah. one thing that started with Tokyo Drift uh, mainly, but like it's been every one of the movies. But like they were like, oh, let's get the booty shots, and then, like every movie after that is just like more and more obligatory booty shots, and you're like, I don't. I don't need as many as you're giving me. I feel like people don't usually have their butts out when they, like, let drag races start. Or just like, hey, I'm going to wear the smallest bikini possible, even though we're, like, international criminals who have people, like, searching for us. It's like, okay, well, then why are we just, like, at the beach wasting time? Do you you know what the the Japanese titles for the Fast and the Furious franchise are? Oh, my God. Absolutely, I, I remember. Hold on, hold on. It's, I don't remember the exact thing, but it's like uh, Ninja Air Force, like air air. You're not, you're not the the as far. You're not as wrong as you could be. It's like I, I've seen it um, for one of the movies. They like they were like, let's just use the title for Japan, and I saw what it was, and I was like, that's so amazing, like that. Yeah, it's right. um. So it's it's uh, the Wild Speed franchise. Uh, the Wild Speed, yeah. yeah. So there's Wild Speed, Wild Speed X2, Wild Speed X3, Tokyo Drift, Wild Speed Max, Wild Speed Speed Mega Max. It's important to note that Max and Mega Max are, uh, and whenever I say them in all caps, uh, Wild Speed <laughs> Euro Mission, Wild Speed Sky Mission, Wild Speed Ice Break. Wild Speed Super Combo is the uh, Hobbs and Shaw one, and then finally, a Wild Speed Jet Break is the li- is for F nine. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh god! Yeah. Why they sound like video games? Like that's yeah. what they sound like. Yeah, I I love I love foreign titles for films. Like it, it just and yeah, it it always strikes me as wild. Speaking yeah. of video games, that was where most of the things I was scared of were when I was coming up okay Fucking yeah silent hill resident evil dino crisis like that was where terror lied you know it was video games it was not in mostly film and tv and movies it was you know in video games because that's where they can really get you they can build up a, a villain they can actually make you scared of things they can build an atmosphere and you I, have to I, be the I, one yeah. going through it you know you're not like you can't just like close your eyes and like while it continues to happen you have to actually play out the terror yeah, there's um that that I would agree with that. I mean, there was, uh, I don't remember like any time when I was a kid and I would figure <laughs> out I was playing a game that was scary. I would immediately be like, oh, I'm turning this whole thing off immediately, <laughs> and I am tur- turning this to blockbuster, and I will never think about this ever again. But I remember that happening several times, and honestly, to this point, still like, I think that that is some of the best scary media in a lot of ways are like these horror games. Like you think about like Am- Amnesia Rebirth, you're talking think about like things like Soma, uh, Dagon just came out as free game on, on Steam. Um, it, it, like, there are so many, it's, it's so much easier in, I mean, there's obviously terrible horror games, but I think that especially like Japanese indie horror, um, that it's so much easier to weave a narrative and like you're in it like i mean it's much more visceral because like you're there like especially with like the the kind of like oculus games where you're legitimately in it um it's uh 
it's I, I think there's something I think there's something to that. Um, I, I do want to interject real quick because mm-hmm. it, it is vital that we know that the uh, the localized name for um, Hong, the Hong Kong release of George of the Jungle is Big Dumb Monkey Man Keeps Whacking Tree with Genitals. And I did need everyone to know that. <laughs> Oh, I'm dying right now. Yep. Also, also I, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just so uh, uh, my best friend's wedding um, in Hong Kong is called "Help My Pretend Boyfriend Is Gay." Um, <laughs> uh, in it, apparently Hong Kong just has the wildest titles. Uh, Babe is the happily dumpling to the happy dumpling to be who talks and solves agricultural problem. Um, the uh, the Norwegian Austin's powers the spy who shagged me is the spy who spurned me, which oh just was lazy. The spy who spurned me. Yeah, like it's it's um I like let's see uh as good as it gets Jack Nicholson is Mr. Cat Poop in Japan. Um, uh, let's see the producers with Mel Brooks is called Please Do Not Touch the Old Women. Uh, in uh, Italy, I, I believe he, here is what it says. Yes, Italy. Um, let's see. The the naked gun in Israel is the gun died laughing, which I suppose is a commentary upon Leslie Nielsen. But you know who, who's to say? Um, my favorite that I've seen so far from Hong Kong might be uh, imaginary dead baseball players live in my cornfield. So everyone, just so everyone is aware, Thomas has left to use the restroom. So we're gonna—I'm gonna play—we're gonna play a little little game that I uh, have concocted um, when he returns. Uh, but uh, gosh, gosh, there there is such there is such good. You know, it's it's interesting this idea of uh, we we cater so much to e- e- the Easter market with many of our our movies in general now Hollywood obviously is trying to capture the Chinese market in many ways because for very good reasons it is the the most populated country in the world and that is a a huge section of the market um so there are many things that are are changed within films to to be released there you would imagine that the a big thing to change would be the title so that they didn't sound absolutely balls to the walls goofy. Now, I am not, I, I only speak English and a little bit of Spanish. So it's entirely possible that these titles don't sound crazy when uh, spoken in their native tongue. And it, it just seems I mean, like a normal I thing. I think that you can speak gibberish and Australian and British and, you know, Canadian. Yeah. I can't speak a lot of languages. So, so Thomas, now that you've returned, I do have a, a game that I want to play with you here. Is that okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you some names of some films, and I do want you to try and guess what films they are. Oh, okay. And for fun, did you happen to tell the audience what these titles were before I got? Back? Uh, w- one, and then I immediately realized uh, that this would be a good game, and and they're they're in on it as well. They're, they 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 said that they'd be quiet and they just sit in the corner and they wouldn't tell. They wouldn't. Okay. Tell. Okay, okay, so um, then let's play this. The first one, this is the uh, Japanese release of this 1992 movie directed by Sam Raimi, is called Captain Supermarket. Evil Dead? 
It's Army of Darkness, but I'm going to give it to okay. you because it was okay. the, to be fair. I did give you, I gave you a lot. Um, all right, so uh, this one uh, with Vin Diesel uh, is called a Super Kangaroo. A Super Kangaroo. Yeah. With Vin Diesel, but he's yeah. he's not in Kangaroo Jack. So no, he's not. You'd think it would be that, wouldn't it? It'd the pacifier. You got it! Wow, <laughs> wow, you got it. Okay, I how about this? Um, I was like, have the what are the Vin Diesel movies? That I how about uh, this, this movie directed by Neil Jordan? Uh, I'm I'm gonna be progressively giving you less and less as you keep. Oh, I figured. <laughs> uh, is uh, directed by Neil Jordan is called So You're a Lawyer. So you're a lawyer? Yeah, it came out in 1994. Uh, 94. Don't give me any more hints. Let me I'm think not. first one second. You know, um, 94 is the year Forrest Gump came out. So what else came out around Forrest Gump? That would be lawyer related. My cousin Vinny, I feel like it was a little earlier than that. So I have no clue. <laughs> It is Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> oh my god, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, or no, no, no. That's not the Nicolas Cage one. That's Vampire's Kiss. That's the, yeah, yeah, Tom, yeah, yeah. The Tom no, Cruise. That's Tom Cruise um, and uh, Brad Pitt and uh, yeah, Antonio yeah, Banderas. Yeah. Um, this one I feel like is going to be pretty obvious, but it's just a wild title to me. Um, imaginary dead baseball players live in my cornfields. <laughs> <laughs> is the Hong Kong title of this eighteen nine this nineteen eighty nine release? They, they really, they really said the title of this movie is "Dead Baseball Players." Come Imaginary to play dead baseball players live in my cornfield. Oh my god, that's so messed up. Field of Dreams. You should have yeah, said yeah, Field of Dreams. It's absolutely Field of Dreams. Like this, there's it's it's like um, you were like, no, yeah. actually, it's uh, the natural. <laughs> it's angels in that field. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, this. Uh, Rita Hayworth keys to escape. Rita, Rita Hayworth. Hayworth colon key to escape. West Side Story. What? I uh, no, it's Rita the Shawshank Hayworth. Redemption. Oh my God, Rita Hayworth in the photo. Yeah, like that's. Yeah, it's. Uh, that's why couldn't you just? I I don't know. I don't... I, I, I I don't understand. It's, but like, it's, I think we've stumbled upon like something. Like, I don't know what it is, but we've definitely stumbled upon something here. Um, oh, uh, how about, uh, please do not touch the old woman? <laughs> it's, a, it's a 1967 release. Please don't touch the old woman. Uh -huh. 67. Annie Hall. It is the producers. How did they get that for the producers? <laughs> there's literally no way of knowing i don't understand any of it none of it makes any sense to me like That's it's so just bananas yeah this is i think this might be this might be our new game <laughs> this, <laughs> might be, this might be the new game that we play to try it and fill sometimes when we've when we've uh, made a bad decision <laughs> yeah <laughs> so ridiculous. okay uh, oh my god yeah. oh my god yeah well uh we're gonna move on then yeah, and just talk about anything else. So we've we've already talked about the movie. We talked about you know Halloween. We talked about those things. By the way, uh, next week, I'm trying to think, what's the date? It's like the don't say it out loud. I don't want children to like know when we record this because we 
changes them. Yeah, we wouldn't. It's, yeah, it's a time. So I mean, yeah. I just know that this weekend the movie is coming out. I'm not going to say what, but we will be watching it. We will be reviewing it. It's non-negotiable. It's not Halloween related. So yeah, we we will be. It will not be a a thematic release, but it will be. Uh, uh, so we're, let's have let's have some fun in the meantime. And with the audience listening, let's brainstorm some like Thanksgiving then into Christmas movies that we might do. Because it's like during the holiday times, these are the only times when Kellum and I are going to not necessarily adhere to the uh, only one of us, like one of us has to have not seen it at least. You know, some of these movies are going to be like, no, like this first year, we're going to cover these big ones. Because, you know, next year, eventually it'll be like, we already covered all the classics. We can just do movies we haven't seen at this point now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. But for the holidays, you know, trying to get them clicks. So I don't really have any, like, there's no Thanksgiving movie in my head. I mean, there's some. There's, like, Home for the Holidays, which is, like, a good film. It's not, like, amazing. Um, It has a... We could do Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, but that's a short. It's not, like, long enough to talk about. Yeah. We We could do... Maybe what we'll do is... Not anything for Thanksgiving, because how many? I mean, like plane trains and automobile. We could do. Nope, I don't like. There's just not Thanksgiving. It's like I'm I'm looking. I'm googling Thanksgiving movies right now. I'm gonna see what Good Housekeeping says Thanksgiving films are. (laughs) (laughs) Little Women is not a Thanksgiving film. That's not a Thanksgiving. That's not a Thanksgiving. They're gonna put any movie that has a Thanksgiving in it. You know that. I don't know what the Turkey Bowl is. What is the Oath? That's not. I, a th- I don't know what any of these movies. Anna are. Green Gables. That's what? not Thanksgiving. I did that play in middle school. What is Lesbom? What? There's a movie that's just called Lesbom, like L E Z B O. It's like it's, it's obviously some like oh I brought my lesbian lover to. What are these films? They're Jim just... Henson's Turkey Hollow. What? Okay, so what? we know that there are no Thanksgiving wait, films, so that makes is, that easier. Wait. There's a Jim Henson Company puppet film called Jim Henson's Turkey Hollow that came out in 2015 with the most ghoulish creatures I have I ever will. seen. I will refuse to watch that. We are not. I don't. That does not sound enjoyable. I will tell you this much. Tower Heist. <laughs> that was Tower Heist, a Thanksgiving movie. The, I don't understand how. Like, there's no. The there metric? are. The Blind Side is on this list. You know what a Thanksgiving movie is? Pocahontas. Okay, they did get something Last right of here. Hegans. I forgot what? there is there is one very important Thanksgiving film, and they did get this right. And I mean this without a, a trace of irony. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is the uh, best Thanksgiving haven't, film. I haven't seen it, so I, I can't okay, speak to it. Dude, I have not seen Paul Blart Mall Cop 1, but I watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 every Thanksgiving, and it is the wildest fucking film I have ever seen. The first time I saw it, I like laughed out loud repeatedly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, 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 is, it, it is insane. It is You're insane, the only person who has ever, like, stand either paul blart movie but i saw the first one but i didn't see the second one there's a there's a podcast called till death do us blart where uh uh the guys from uh, the worst idea of all time and two of the mcelroy brothers watch uh paul blart mall cop 2 
every Thanksgiving. They only have one episode come out a year. And every year they review Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. And they've oh, watched it like six times now. And you just kind of get to watch them like descend into madness. It's great. <laughs> oh my God, that's so silly. So I guess we're going to do whatever we feel like in November. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll watch, you know, I don't know, like like maybe Crash is a good Thanksgiving film or something. Maybe maybe uh, maybe oh, Rain no. Over Me. We'll watch Rain will, Over Me, the great Thanksgiving the, film. This is a 9-11 movie. And I would not... Yeah, I know. I would not in any way watch the movie Crash ever again. No, you no, nobody. No. You could not pay me. I mean, you probably could pay me to watch it, but I wouldn't. What one Thanksgiving film? One thing that was it used to be a a kind of tradition when I would go to my aunt's house for Thanksgiving dinner. It was every year after Thanksgiving dinner was over, me and my cousin would watch uh, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You but know that's a, but that's also not a Thanksgiving film. That's a Christmas you know what film. Thanksgiving movie I watch every year. It's about three hours, so some people don't have the time for it. The but Lord of the Rings, uh, two hours. No, every single year for Thanksgiving, I watch this film called The Dallas Cowboys, and it's a uh, you know win, lose, or draw. It it take it's my whole attention, and then I have to eat, and then there you know the Lions play, and then there's usually a third game in the last few years. So I that those are the games. I, that's the thing I review for Thanksgiving, football. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just so you know, Kellen, Tony Romo, your favorite player of all time, because it's the mm. one that you remember the most, yep. is probably the best commentator in sports, period. This dude will sit here and like tell everybody what plays are going to happen before the play happens. And I would say like 70 to 80% of the time is exactly what he says. But, oh, well, if you look here, this defender right here is going to do this, and he's going to move out of the way. And this guy's going to be wide open right here. And if I was a quarterback, I would just check to this thing and tell him to go do that. And that, you know, touchdown, it's like, bam. You're like, damn. Like, stop being a psychic, yeah. Tony Romo. It's yeah, I mean, off. you know, it's it's he he found his his thing, I I guess. Um, finally, you know, when he got off the field, um, yeah, <laughs> great, yeah, good, good for him. I'm glad I'm I'm glad that he's doing yeah. something. Oh, yeah. so you know, we did a fun thing on. Excuse me. We did a fun thing. Well, my brother's podcast that I do with them, Stimson Ain't Easy. Please check us out. We, I did because we watched Get Out and we re- reviewed that. I did top five movies uh, about racism, which is fun. Great conversation, great topic on that. And this week we're going to do top five worst movies on racism. Oh, okay. You, you, you want to give us a little taste? You got you got anything? Oh, for sure. Around? Uh, I mean, literally a couple of movies you just listed two seconds ago. Uh, yeah. Crash and the Blind Side. They may make yeah. appearances. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, look out bad for movies. it. Bad movies, yeah. Um, real bad movies. Yeah. But we've been doing this thing, so I'm going to have you off the top of your head with no research. have to come up with answers. So we've been doing solo artists per decade, like our top fives. And since we haven't had you come on and guest or anything, I would like for you... Off the top of your head. Oh, and we've been doing women and men. You know, we okay. can do a list, list for each one because we don't want to have to pick or have it be weird. And so the hardest one for me, for the ladies, was like pre-60s. Yeah, but, I'm going to I'm gonna be bad at that too. And that's that's my thing that I need to work on. But that I'm going to be bad at that too, yeah. So what instead I would like you to do, because this one was a little bit 
easier. I can't reveal any of my answers because this is the one we have upcoming. Right. But this one I think was the easiest in both categories for uh, women and men is give me just your top three, maybe. I don't want to necessarily have to make you go five deep if that's too difficult. If you can tell five, feel free. For your 1980s solo. So it doesn't necessarily be pop. It can be pop. It can be, you know, R&B. It can be, it can be really anything as long as it's just like them. They can have backing people. It's got to uh, be solo artists. Yeah, but they can't. So, for example, you could use Paul McCartney because you can't name me a member yeah. of Wings. You can use Bruce Springsteen because you can't name me a member of the E Street Band. But you can't, for example, use Sting because you know that he's in the police, you know, or. So so it can't be it can't be somebody that's like had it has to be. It has to be somebody who is only a solo artist. And does no, no, not... no, they they can be uh, have been in a band or been in a group, but they just need to have enough solo stuff to warrant being there by a solo. artist. But I think well, I'm I'm I'm. I'm I'm not going to choose Sting, but I feel like Sting has done did more as Sting than he did than he did but with the band. Was that in the eighties? Because for example, okay, fair. You, if you were in the seventies, you can't do Phil Collins because he was in Genesis. Yeah. But in the eighties, you can do Phil Collins because by that point, he was Phil Collins. Yeah. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, I can I can probably do five. Uh, no particular order. Um, I would say uh, I will David say, Bowie. Give me give me your number one for both women and men. But other than that, yeah, no particular okay. order. But give me um, your I would say number one. I might pick David Bowie. Um, okay. I, I I could even say Michael Jackson. Um, but but uh, so I'll say David Bowie, um, uh, Michael Jackson. Um, let's see, Madonna, obviously. Um, these are these are these are separate lists. You oh never... right, I'm sorry, yeah. I forgot yeah. we were we were doing it by gender. Okay, so for the, for the the guys, David Bowie, Michael Jackson, um, Elton John, yeah, uh, good old Reggie, good old Reggie. Yeah, um, maybe I can't do five. I thought I could do five for. I'll for, give you. For I'll give you Lionel Richie. There you I'll, go. I'll, give, I'll give you Lionel. Um, uh, ooh, uh, George Michael. Boom. That's a very, that very good. That's five. And that's a okay. very, very good list. I will tell you, I can't give away anything on mine, but I usually when I make my list. I do like all possibles first and then I'll make yeah. a list from there. All the five people you listed were in my possibles. Okay. So, you know, okay. that's a good list. Now, okay. for the ladies, 1980s. Okay. Madonna is definitely on the list. Yeah. Um, is she a definite number one? I think she might be the number one. Um, I would, I would almost want to say like, I, like Joan Jett is honestly like very high on the list for me, but I don't think she was really doing solo any anything solo at that. She time. was, uh, she was doing the Heartbreakers. You and I love rock and roll and all that stuff. At the so point. okay, so so I would say uh, uh, Joan Jett. Um, I would still say probably Madonna is number one, but uh, Madonna, uh, Joan Jett, uh, Cindy Lauper, um, Diana Ross. Uh, let's see, is that four already? It's Diana Ross, Joan Jett, Madonna, and who else? Um, uh, Cindy Lauper. Yeah, that's four. There's gotta be. Why? I I know there's there's more than four women who have who have done who have done. There, okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It it. I don't know for you if they if they have as many stuff, but for most people in this time frame, who is related to Michael Jackson? Oh, uh, I guess yeah, Janet Jackson would would would. I don't know why. Why I think of her or, as like being later. Or 
who did Kevin Costner have to protect in the bodyguard? Kevin Costner. I don't. No. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's Stevie Nicks. It's definitely Stevie Nicks. Is is who I'm who I'm picking? In, in okay, there. good it's for Stevie. you. I'm not. Yeah. That's also one of my possibles. But the person I was yeah. thinking of was Whitney Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, uh, Kelly, that's five off the top of the head for both things. That's yeah. a very good job. I'm very proud of him. Uh, that was you know I would I don't have an applause uh, sound. That's, for that's you, fine. So yeah. I would I would. Just, ah, I yeah, yeah. We need to get a soundboard so, in here. Yeah. You know, we'll How do that. Producers work on that. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that was. Uh, that was it. You know, that was it. Kellum yeah. just wrapped it up. He, he knocked it out of the park. It's, if you Kellum can think Thank of you. one quick thing to throw on me, I'll do that. And otherwise, you know, we'll get out of here. I don't know if you have a topic, but you can make me okay. have no prep um, for Wiggles songs from the early 2000s. Oh, that's super easy. I have I've never watched a thing about the Wiggles, so I can't. The Wiggles, yeah, it's it's fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Uh, that's all I got. I Man, I don't know exactly. <laughs> the, exactly. This Nyquil starting to starting to kick in. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah that was the, that was definitely a the, podcast. The me guessing all the uh, what was that uh, Hong Kong Korean titles? Like, what were these titles for the things you had me guessing? Oh, yeah, it was uh, that was. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a imaginary dead baseball players live in my cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, uh, big dumb monkey man waxes genitals on trees. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That, yeah. Those are great things. Well, I hope, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you enjoyed this episode because, frankly, fuck that movie that we had to watch. It like, wasn't good. I don't hate to to Paul, to to Panos Cosmatos. Like, I mean, I I very much like again. Uh, I I support I like his style. I think his style is cool. And I think that like if he did like another movie, it feels like he's like getting closer to having something with like really with a coherent plot. Like Mandy is definitely has more plot than uh uh this film. Mandy doesn't have that much plot, but it has more. I feel like if he did like a third he might actually be able to split the upright and making something that's visually compelling and also like narratively compelling. But he has yet to do that. So yeah. this is what you get with the episode because sometimes it's a crapshoot. That's yeah. what happens when yeah. we haven't seen the movie. You know? Yeah. You know, it, it be that way sometimes, but at least if you were on the fence about it, I would say yeah. no. Yeah, I I know now. Whenever my friends tell me to watch this film, I say absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So you feel free if and if anybody tells you to watch it and you tell them to come at us because it's you know we yeah. watched it and it was not worth it. Otherwise, oh. uh, if you love Mandy, I mean, I, you, you, uh, you Kellum kind of liked Mandy and he still didn't like this. But if you loved Mandy, maybe you would like this one. I don't know. If if you loved Mandy. I didn't love Mandy. I I liked Mandy, I guess. I didn't uh, love it, but yeah. And I only kind of tolerated this film. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It's for somebody. I'm sure there's somebody who this is their absolute jam. Uh, my friend Dennis loves the hell out of this show. Dennis, it, I just didn't like it that much, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 You made us talk about Disney Channel movies yeah. and other stuff and ramble on. I, you know, I I was taught if you you know you don't like something, you know you shouldn't say anything at all. 
but I also wanted to, I, just, I was like, well, let me shit on it a little bit because I'm literally yeah. never going to talk about this movie again. Yeah, we, we managed to both uh, say bad things about this film and also say nothing at all of consequence. So we managed yeah. to do both. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did what this movie did anyway. Yeah. yeah. So other than that, please, please follow us at Unqualified. Uh, or not, I'm sorry. That, I, mixing you did it. Un- please email us at unqualifiedobservers at gmail.com and please follow us and tweet at us suggestions, topics, anything at ObserveCast on Twitter. If you would like, you can follow me at StimpyIsKing on Twitter. You can follow Kellum at Cool underscore Gollum. Yes, sir. As always, we would pr- appreciate it if you could rate, like, review, share, force, this podcast on anybody we yeah. would really appreciate that yeah um, yeah be aggressive it's, it's important you know you i would say you know this is the thing you can't i don't know if i should say this you can't force most things on people in this life but a podcast you can't force there's no laws against it so force a podcast on somebody just play it while you're around them just like go uh, on the, your local subway system and just blast it at full volume uh from your phone like yeah, just yeah. force it, force it, and then, then when people go, "What the hell is that?" You just go, "Oh, it's unqualified observers. You guys should check them out. They're pretty good." That's what you should do. Uh, you know, yeah. Other than that, you know, please come back next time. I promise you. I can't speak for Kellum, but I promise you, on this next episode, I'm going to have so much more to talk about. Yeah, we'll we'll be talking about rain <laughs> over me, and it'll be great, and it, it'll yeah. be it'll be really good uh, yeah. for Thanksgiving. We'll be talking fun. about uh, Adam Ch- Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle. Yeah. I'm crying a lot. I actually do like that film as the thing. But anyway, anyways, anyways. It is a pretty solid film. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, please follow me, like I said earlier, cheap plug on my other podcast that I do with my brothers, Stimson Ain't Easy. You got a very, very minor glimpse with me forcing Kellen to participate on the spot. And he did it really quickly, really well. And, you know, other than that, catch us next time. See you. Uh, I hated this movie. Bye. <laughs>